This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hey, hey there. Welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. Today, we're going to dive into three super easy, super simple ways that you can improve your client experience in your business. This works whether you are an agency owner or a solopreneur, but I really think especially when we start growing and building our agencies and it's not just us delivering on client deliverables, the client experience piece becomes even more important because you want to make sure that it's consistent throughout your entire team, throughout your entire company. So when I'm thinking about client experience, I'm not just thinking about doing the work, right? That is the bare minimum. That is what your client is paying you for, is asking you for this service in, you know, in the first place for basically. What I'm talking about with client experience is elevating it in a way that your client feels supported, your client feels held throughout the entire experience and really valued and understood and as an individual. Okay. So I'm going to give you three super simple ways that you can improve your client experience basically overnight. This is not going to take a ton of implementation on your part or the part of your team, but if done right, your clients will feel so much better as they work with you. You ready? So this is definitely one that you're going to want to open a Google doc or your notes app or grab a pen and piece of paper because you're going to want to take some notes on this. Number one is to simplify. Remember that your clients are not experts in what you're an expert in. I think it's really easy to get into using jargon and that really frustrates clients and makes them feel like they don't know what they're doing makes them feel small and stupid and nobody wants to feel that way. Yes, yes. So what can we do instead? Instead of using jargon that makes sense internally for maybe ourselves or our team, really think in terms of if I was brand new to this experience, if I was brand new to this process, how would I want to be communicated to, right? We've probably all heard that expression like, tell it to me like I'm five or talk to me like I'm five. And it's not to belittle the client at all, But I think we are in it so much and so often that we forget that we're not the experts in the thing that our clients are hiring us for. We tend to get a lot of business coaches or and attorneys and people in the spiritual like yoga, uh, meditation, those sorts of industries. And so they are coming from a very different business point of view and understanding of business than we are. And just like my attorney clients wouldn't expect me to walk into their law firm and know everything about law and how law works, right? I would be hiring them to be the expert in the room on those things. It's the same thing when they come to us for launch management services in our agency. They expect us to be the expert and I need to explain it to them like they have no idea what's going on because they have no idea what's going on. (laughs) So what I mean by let's get rid of the jargon is 
things that you would normally abbreviate. So maybe like CTA, call to action, right? Or canned emails, right? Think in terms of maybe there's a document that you can quickly create that gives them like the top 10 of what they're going to need to know in terms of like those sorts of vernacular things that a kind of like glossary kind of thing. Or maybe, maybe you have like a little quick start guide and like quick starts on launching, like five things you need to know about launching or whatever your services entail. So that straight off the bat, they're like, oh, they get me. They know that I have no idea what I'm doing in this and they're going to support me from the very beginning. Okay. So really simplify it. The other place that I want you to simplify it is in your communication style. So we all know by now that I have ADHD, right? Everybody knows that. And one of the things that really frustrates me and that I tell any new team members straight off the bat is please don't send me long emails with like multiple paragraphs and no, no calls to action. Basically I need bullet points. I need you to tell me exactly what you need my next steps to be so that I know what to focus on and what to concentrate on because number one, I have no attention span. And number two, I am always busy, right? So I'm scrolling through the email, seeing what my calls to action are, and then moving on from there. So same thing with our clients. Our clients are hiring us because they're already overwhelmed. They're already busy. So simplify things like emails, any types of communications to really get to the point and get to the meat of what do you need them to do? What is the next step you need them to take? This is a great lead in to number to keep them in the loop. So often clients are once again, busy, overwhelmed, they have other things to do, right? Our clients, when we work with them on launches, they can't just stop their entire lives and stop their, the rest of what's happening in their businesses to launch. Would that be ideal? Absolutely. Has it ever happened for any of our clients? Absolutely not. (laughs) We've got other things going on. And so reminding them and re-reminding them and re-reminding them while it can seem like it's overkill for most of your clients, it's going to feel really supportive and helpful because it keeps it top of mind, right? So the way, one of the key ways that we do this is every Friday, we have a debrief form that we send our clients for the entire week. So the first part of what happens in this form is the form goes into our internal Slack channel and everybody's everything is collected. So basically the tech VA puts in their input, the graphic designer puts in their input, anybody who's on that client account puts in their input, and then it goes to the project manager, who is the primary point of communication for each one of our clients. So the project manager grabs all of that information and and then puts it into one email, one form that is sent to the client. And basically it says, here's what we got done this week, celebrates wins. Here's what we didn't get done this week. This is why. Here are the places that are the bottleneck. Here's what we're working towards next week. Here's what we need from you, right? So all of the kind of big bullet points in terms of these are the wins, these are the places that we are either stuck or behind on, and here's why, here's what we're going to, our planned work for the week, and so on and so forth. And then that way, the client has, number one, one point of contact so that they're not overwhelmed. Number two, everything in one place in terms of, okay, I have a debrief of what happened this week. I know what's going on next week here are my action items. Here's where I need to take action. It could also have like, here's our next meeting, right? And what we're going to be talking about on that next meeting. So anything like that, over communicating with your clients will be also helpful to lower their stress level because 
a lot of times when we don't hear or when our clients don't hear from us, they start making up stories in their heads, right? What's going on? Why aren't I hearing from them? Something's, you know, going wrong, all of those things. And so if you over-communicate, even if there's really not a lot of update to be had, just saying like, hey, just wanted to keep you in the loop. Not much more has been done on this because of XYZ, or we're still working through XYZ. It should be wrapped up by this date. Even those little things so that stories are not being made up in their head. They're kept in the loop. They know what's going on. They know what they need to be aware of, and they know their next steps. So that's number two, keep them in the loop. I know, I know. We were just getting to the good part, and I promise we'll get right back to it in a second. But this is just something I had to tell you. You see, people normally come to me during three places in their agency journeys, either when they're first starting out and building this whole thing feels like learning a foreign language, or when they've got a few team members and it's kind of feeling like spinning plates while surfing, or when they've grown their agency and now they're looking for the stability that allows them to completely remove themselves from implementation so that they can explore some other passions. If any of those sound like where you're at right now, then I am so excited to tell you about my amazing virtual retreat, Replace Yourself Roadmap. It is back and this time we're making it even better than ever. Buckle up because in this two-day event with an optional bonus third day, my team and I are going to show you exactly how to stop doing hashtag all the things and start building your own thriving agency so that you can earn more, work less, and get back to loving your business and living as the CEO of it all. These action-packed sessions are not to be missed. Are you ready? Tickets are on sale now, and I totally want to see your name on that registration list. Head to TashaBooth.com forward slash roadmap for all the info and to register now. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash roadmap. I will see you there. Number three, and this is my last easy peasy way to improve your client experience is meet them where they're at. So I know we all are big on boundaries, right? <laughs> at my agency at the Launch Guild, we're huge on boundaries. And we're huge on boundaries because I think it's really important for us and for making sure that our team isn't getting burned out. It's really important for the client too to understand what is in scope and what's not in scope and all of those things. But I think that there's a difference between boundaries and between like rules and between guidelines. And so we have boundaries and we have super clear rules. Rules are things that like we never cross. We never break a rule, right? Boundaries are limits on things and guidelines are most of the time we do it this way, but occasionally we may change things up, right? So I'm going to give you an example of how you meet your client where they're at in terms of how you utilize your guidelines. So for example, we really like to use Asana as our project management platform. We've got a couple others like Teamwork and ClickUp that if the client and their team are already in those platforms, we will use those platforms for their launch management. But there are certain ones that we don't use. We don't use Trello because it's not great for larger teams. We don't use um, Monday because I personally hate it. <laughs> right? So those are kind of the rules, the boundaries, the guidelines for like what project management software we use. However, what we started noticing was that a lot of times our clients were big picture thinkers, they were visionaries, and they were not great with project management tools. They were not great with utilizing them, they were not great with going in and updating things and doing all the things that we need them to do 
so that we can keep the project moving forward and so that our project managers really have an understanding and an eye on what's going on, what has been done, what hasn't been done, all of those things, right? So instead of bearing down and crossing our arms and saying like, you must go into a sauna every 12 hours and check off all of your things, right? And knowing our client is not going to do this. They're just not going to do it. We now have some guidelines around like, okay, if we find that our clients aren't great in project management tools and using those and utilizing those, how can we meet them where they're at? So a couple of ways that we've done this is if they're great with Slack or if they're at least better with Slack, then we'll send them a Slack message and say like, hey, these are the three to five things that I need you to keep an eye on that are due within the next 24 to 48 hours. If they're not great in Slack, then we'll send them an email that says the exact same thing, right? But figuring out, okay, if I'm the operational brain, if they're hiring me because I am the operations person and they are the visionary, how can I support them in getting what I need and in them getting what they need? How can I create this as a win-win instead of a tug of war? Because that's what ends up happening. The client feels overwhelmed because they don't feel competent in the project management tool and they're continuing to forget to use it and everything. And then the ops person, whether it be you or a team member feels overwhelmed because they're not getting what they need. And, you know, they're mad because the client isn't going into and using the project management tool. So how can we create a win-win where both parties are getting what they need while we also create a really supportive environment for our client that allows them to shine and show up in a way that they can only do, that they are best at. Yes, yes. Okay, let's go through this one more time. Three ways to easily improve the client experience. Way number one is to simplify. Remember that your clients are not experts in what you're an expert in. Get rid of the jargon. Talk to them like they're five, not in a disrespectful way. I mean that in the most respectful way possible, but really think in terms of if you were new to this, What would you need to know? What would you need to have explained to you? Number two, keep them in the loop. Over-communicate, keep them aware of what you need and of next steps. And number three, meet them where they're at. Remember that you are the operational expert in the room. You are the expert at what you are doing and what you've been hired to do, not your clients. So there are going to be things that you are really strong in, that they're weak in, and vice versa also. There's going to be things that they're really strong in that you're weak in. I hope this was helpful and I can't wait to see you next week on the How She Did That podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Quick reminder to go register like right now for the Replace Yourself Roadmap Retreat. Registration is open and I want you to be there. To register, head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash roadmap. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash roadmap. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.